Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We have got a jam-packed, fantastic show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real-life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right, and who are our sponsors today, Deb? Today's show's sponsors are Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees in the breeze, and seats in the saddle, then hang on and let's get ready. Rolling. Let's kick start this show. We don't have much time. Dutch Van Alston is up next. Make sure you stay tuned to the very end of the show. Okay, folks, bear with me just for a second or two while I check my lotto numbers because if I hit, I probably won't finish this segment. And uh, ah, damn, story of my life. All right. Well, anyway. Tis I, lover of motorcycles, eater of barbecue ribs, and all-around swell guy, speaking to you with my usual co-host, Eloquence and Grace. And we speak from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave, located in the penthouse on the sun coast of Florida. As stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series, and I am raw and unapologetic. And I'm also the author of the soon-to-be-released book number two of the Life Behind book series, Rebellious Youth, The Story of the Lost Child. One beta reader, Deb Brenda Bell, has finished it, as I stated last week. Her husband, Chuck, apparently spilled spaghetti sauce all over his copy. So I hear he kind of sits contemplatively at night and nods his head occasionally and turns the centerfold sideways for a better view, giving it away that he's really not reading anything. I do have another beta reader, though, as, as, as that is my friend and very talented author of the Ryland Creek series, Joseph Krantz. He's also gobbling up the words and giving me some good feedback. You got to love Joe. He really is one the, the guy that got me kind of off my tuckus and made me take my writing a little more seriously. I've just finished up his second book as well in his series, An Exceptional Hound, and it was an exceptional book. It really was. And then we had a line in there that just really hit home with me. And uh, it made me think, and, and, and that's what good writing is supposed to do, by the way. Fortunately, I just took a swig of bourbon and pushed that emotional pain back down. And uh, that's what the magic elixir is for. If I sound a bit more chipper and exuberant and energetic and high-spirited and all those good stuff, it is because I am. My God, I am finally feeling better. This cold appears to have vacated my body, and I am back in tip-top shape. Uh, that used to be an old joke back when the Tip Top Tavern was still open, that I, Dutch Van Alston, was in tip-top shape. <laughs> I, I would have passed the lie detector test, I mean, because technically it's true, and that, and because I don't really have any real moral framework uh, that tells me lies are wrong. <laughs> right, ladies? I, I prefer to call it moral flexibility, so that way I can maintain my honesty as long as I get to define it. Of course I'll be home before 12, dear. No, dear, I won't even look at another woman tonight. 
And here it is, 3 a.m., and you're on your 11th shot of whiskey, staying within that home before 12 promise. And you're in bed with her sister, but you're not looking at her. So even if you are what they say in flagrante delectio, which is a Latin for you've been busted, you are still within the boundaries of truth, and she should apologize to you for accusing you otherwise. You know, it should be no real mystery why I can't seem to get a date. Uh, I meet a woman out, you know, smiles are exchanged, she buys me a drinks, uh, I impress her with my motorcycle collection and the fact that I'm a writer, and my Fred Flintstone tattoo, and my extensive Archie comic book collection, and my ability to recite state capitals in reverse alphabetical order. But then the inevitable happens. Dutch Van Alston. Dutch Van Alston. Oh, yes, I, I think I've heard you on the radio. And that's just what it all goes bad after that. You know, then there's a big pow and a drink goes in my face and her foot goes, well, below my face. And I spend yet another night alone, hunched over, but I got free booze out of it. So I guess uh, that was uh, worth it. I swear sometimes I'm just not meant for anybody. I really think my soulmate is just a bottle of whiskey and a good long ride. Uh, I am going to fit a letter in this week. Uh, yay me. This is a letter from Bart Jeffers of jolly old England. Mm, he says, dear wanker, why do you bloody yanks think you're better than the rest of the world? I don't know, because we are. Okay. Uh, Bart asked me a seemingly innocuous question, but it did interest me nonetheless because I know how some people would answer it. Some people will dig into their little book of bikes or lexicons and, you know, catchphrases and come up with something inspirational and worthy of a Facebook meme. But he said he was talking to some of the blokes at the local pub over a pint of ale and a plate of bangers and Vegemite. Man, that's, that's Australian, isn't it? Get my accents mixed up. I don't care. Uh, anyway, Bart was speaking casually to a few of his friends, and he said something to the effect of how he had a bad motorcycle ride. And one of his friends said how there was no such thing. So Bart says, since I've been riding all these years, closing in on a half a century, which is quite a trick for me since I'm only 35, but he asked if you ever had a bad ride. Well, this is one of my pet peeves sometimes. And I know I have a few. You know, waste paper cans filled to the top. Pens without caps. Uh, women who scream out another man's name. You know, these so-called all-you-can-eat buffets that really don't let you take the steam tray to your table. Uh, but it grinds my gears it, it, when people say, well, there's no such thing as a bad ride. Really? <laughs> well, I've had quite a few. So to answer your question, have I ever had a bad ride? Yes. Uh, there was the time I was run over by the SUV, uh, the time the air conditioner truck hit me. Yeah, didn't enjoy that much, uh, you know, leaving my skin along I-490 in Rochester. Uh, yeah, that was not a good ride. Uh, the one time I was lost on that insane loop going around Washington, D.C. I mean, that was a horrible ride, horrible. I mean, I'm lost, truckers bearing down on me 100 miles an hour, exit signs that seemed to change from one side of that eight-lane nightmare to the next. One time, back in my day, uh, attempting to take my motocross bike through a 30-foot gully, swooping down 30 feet, but only rising back up 29. And uh, that didn't turn out to be a good ride. I had to nurse it through this crick bed for five miles just to get back to civilization. So how about every time it rains? 
Yes, I hate riding in the rain. I have come to the conclusion that those who say, I love riding in the rain, you really haven't done it much, have you? I'm going to tell you something. Do it a thousand times and you'll hate it. Or the most likely scenario is they're just bloviating. I can't stand when people do that. You know the type. If you don't ride the rain, then you don't ride. Well, it isn't for you to say. Plus, I do ride in the rain if I have to. Up in New York, there were underpasses on the highways and such, which made it a little easier. Not so many down here in the Sunshine State at all. In the club days, there were times where we had to set out in the rain because we had an event to go to, and that was what you had to do. But I hated it. It's like driving a convertible with the top down. You know, if, 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 you, if you don't want to be that guy or gal, and you ladies can be just as obnoxious and platitudinous as us, and, and, and bellow about how you love riding in the rain, I mean, then that's your journey. Uh, riding in the rain means I have to be in perpetual concentration mode due to you know visibility, unknown integrity of the road, all that kind of stuff. I mean, where I like to just contemplate and think and sing a song in my head, shout as I pump my fist in the air occasionally, you know, just feel at peace. So yes, Bart, there are very, very few things that escape this rule in life. No matter how pleasurable something is, there are cases where it's not pleasurable. Yeah, I know what you fellas are thinking. And let me just say one word. Teeth. Okay, you perverts. Uh, by the way, the next meeting of the Perverts of America will be held at the Orlando Hilton on the weekend of May 5th. Register early. Come one, come all. Uh, make sure you have an active membership card. Sign up soon. Rooms are filling fast. Uh, from what I hear, John Bobbitt is the guest speaker this year, and his topic is why getting cut off in a relationship isn't always beneficial for both parties. Alrighty. Let's see my time here. I think Bubbles and I are going to call it a day here. We've had a, a bit of a tussle earlier uh, about dress code. Uh, yeah, I, I did say there was no dress code for this job during the interview. Yes, I know. No, 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 no. But when I said your clothes are optional, I didn't mean wearing them all together. You, you can't just get out of the shower and wrap a towel around you and go to work. No. And, and traditionally, women who wrap the towel around them, they do it above their bosoms. And, and, and you expect me to get work done with your girls just flopping around for all the world to see? Okay, okay, not for the world, but me. Why? Is that a serious question? Think back to seventh grade health class bubbles about male-female relationships, arousal, things like that. Just because I'm 55, dear, doesn't mean I still can't give you the best 11 seconds of your life. You know, unless you come at me past 7 o'clock, then I'm usually sipping tea, taking ibuprofen, watching the Golden Girls, pet my dogs, rubbing ointment in my joints and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm worn out. So we're going to be talking about more of a moderate time of maybe four or five seconds. Hey, but catch me in the morning. I am up at 4 a.m. Yep. And I'm awake too. And if you promise to make me pancakes afterwards, you might get the full 30 seconds. Booyah! Okay, I'm calling it a day. If you want your question read on the air, private message me at my website. Any way you can. Just uh, We're on Facebook. I'm at uh, Like Behind Bars Facebook page. 
Uh, hit like on that if you would. Peruse my website, www.dutchvanalston.com. Uh, again, sign up for my newsletter. I only ask for an email. Uh, I'm not selling your data to Chinese computer hackers. You know, I promise, like I said last week. On Biker Life Radio, Chuck and Deb's show, and all that good stuff. We really, we really do appreciate that feedback. Uh, we have been talking about some upcoming interviews. Uh, my friend Pat Kane has agreed to do an interview. He's a very talented criminal defense attorney here in Bradenton. Don't ask how we met. And he would, we would love to pick his legal brain, really. He's, he's already agreed to do it. I also have a friend visiting from uh, Rochester in April. He's one of the guys I dedicated my book to, Demons Rising. And I'm hoping to coax my friend Ghost into the booth and see what he has to say. Uh, I haven't asked him yet, but he's listening now, so I kind of already did ask. So until next week, folks, remember, bacon is better than any girl who said she'd die for you. Bacon already died for you. Bacon's love is real. And from my emotionally damaged brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch, signing off. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair. A passion for people. A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry. Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kurt Allen, Idaho call 208-930-1276 again that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdling.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. I am so ready to kickstart this segment because we have finally gotten an amazing guest, a great friend of ours on the line with us to tell us all about a new business he started. So let me just kind of back up a little bit and start from the beginning. So we have Don joining us today. And uh, we actually met Don on a group trip down to Key West. And we'll just talk briefly about that a little bit. Um, but we met him and his wife and they his family was in the process of transition down from Tennessee. And uh, as he got settled, his goal was to open up the West Coast Detail Studio, which is now open and up for business. And so a little bit about that business is he does paint correcting. He's got such a phenomenal attention to detail. And just in our casual conversations, you know, when you're in a house confined with, I don't know, 10, 20 people, you get to know each other a little bit. (laughs) And so we were able to talk a little bit about his business life and things that he had in mind. And it was just amazing that the small things that he shared with us that he does in his business life to just shine above and beyond. So we are so glad to have Don with us today. Welcome, Don. Are you on the other line? I am. Thank you. All right. All right. Welcome, Don. Yeah, we got we got a chance to meet you down you and Margie down in Key West. It was a fantastic time. You guys are wonderful people, and we we got to learn a little bit more about what you do in your business. And I just want to say for our listeners, there's there's Don and Margie 
are just real good people. And you almost know that just right off the bat. And the other thing I'll tell you about both of them uh, is that, and I know this for sure, they're both caring people. Yes, I would uh, have to agree. I'm, I'm telling you, Don, we had problems with her bike. We're not going to go there again. No. But Don was always there <laughs> to help, and Margie that was there to support. And just tell you, these folks are absolutely great people, and that's why we wanted to have them on the show today so that you'll have an opportunity to meet Meet Don and find out what he's doing that can help you out. Okay. So um, what we'd like to do is we've been able to tell through conversations and just different connections that we've had is that you're finally settling in here in Florida. And what are you thinking so far of yeah. Florida? How's it going? Uh, we both love it. We, we moved, like you said, from Tennessee to here, uh, mostly because uh, in Tennessee, I detailed for 18 years and Every winter, we would hate it because there, it's for the most part, nine months out of the year is great, but we have those three months that were typically cold, and and, and we did mobile detailing there, so it was difficult to do it in the cold. So Mm -hmm. uh, here, I'm doing it in my garage, which is climate-controlled and uh, can do it year-round, but uh, like I say, we we love it. We love the nice tropical weather year-round, so... That's great. And we can tell by following you on Facebook, man, you've got some garage and all the work that you do. It's like you put me to shame. <laughs> I remember I sent, put up that picture about my garage. And he almost, he was so I, nice. I took it he, back down. He didn't want you to feel horrible. So he said something probably nice on there like he does. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're just such an organized guy. You, you, your attention to detail is just it blows my mind. Amazing, really. yeah. It can be a curse sometimes. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I can imagine that too. So um, as, as we mentioned, the shop is coming together. And I think that you got a little bit spoiled lately by a friend's gift and oh, or yeah. assistance with a little bit of AC unit in there. That so pretty I, that's cool. pretty cool. You can give them a shout out if you want, right. Don. Yeah. TriStar Heating and Air in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. So, there, there you go. go. Um, and so people. you're servicing the west coast of Florida, which can be actually in some people's, you know, kind of a large area. What geographical area are you really thinking about including? Uh, really, I don't have one. Um, in, in Tennessee, I did because I was mobile. But uh, here, if, if they're willing to ride and bring their bike or car to me, then, then I'm fine with the taking care of it for them. Um, if I detail one, that's typically a day. Um, if I ceramic paint perfect and ceramic coat, it's uh, typically three days. Okay. So you, they, you need to have their car about three days. Right. If or I whatever it paint is. Paint perfecting yeah. and ceramic coating. Correct. Okay. Very okay. good. Well, let's back up again just a little bit because I'm curious. I always have these curious things. Back 18 years ago, Don, can you ha- tell us how you got started in the business? Well, actually, 18 years ago, I... Uh, I was a truck driver, and I ran to Daytona, Florida twice a week, and during those runs in Gainesville and in Jacksonville and in Ormond Beach, I ran into three different detailers, and when I learned that they were making the same money I was making driving a truck, <laughs> they were home every night with their families, mm-hmm. then I decided then that's what I have to do because I had, at that time, we had three children at home, and I just wanted to be home with my family. So I started the business, and I actually did both for a year. Wow. So I did about a 100 hours a week for about a year. I got tired, obviously, so I told her one of them had to go. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> 
And that sounds like you because you're just, you're just an all around hard worker. Absolutely. And you, you had to do what you had to do to get the business started probably too. So, and your priorities were in line, your family was the priority and to get to spend time, more time with them. And then here we are, you perfected it. You've get, you turned it into a very successful business because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have lasted that long. Right. Right. And I've had, uh, I mean, meeting those detailers, uh, what excited me was, you know, I've, I've owned several show vehicles and detailed those. I've had three years of auto body painting uh, schooling and ASE certified paint and refinish. So it's kind of my passion anyways. Right on. What does the ASC stand C- for? What does that mean? Certification. Yep. What type of certification is that? Caught me off guard on that one. No, that's okay. Fine. I, I don't care really so much what it stands for, but more so what you... Right. Is, it in the, is it in the paint correcting realm of things? Is that where that comes in handy? Basically, um, like uh, auto body... Yes. Collision centers, okay. you would need that if you were a, a painter. Yeah, because okay. I think that's where I've seen it so, before. Okay, right. cool. so, so basically I've been trained and I, I could actually paint a car and, and have before uh, cars and bikes, but that's not what I enjoy doing. So. All right. <laughs> if you understand I what I enjoy doing. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. So now that makes a little bit more sense Mm -hmm. for the paint correction piece of it, because you do have the certifications and the skills. And I think it also takes a very special artistic eye for that type of detail. So, you know, it definitely is an alignment. But what other types of services does West Coast Detail Studio offer? And, you know, who is kind of your customer, if you will? Um, Basically, anybody that uh, loves their vehicle, uh, whether it be car, SUV, motorcycle, uh, car people, bike people. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, um, did you do boats? I, I guess you I could, huh? in Tennessee, right? But, I mean, I'm not opposed to that if they brought it to me. Sure. But, uh, we're, we're, I'm not set up to do anything mobile like I was in Tennessee. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, quite different. Uh, but, yeah, they, they can be uh, um, ceramic coated as well. Matter of fact, next Monday I'm doing an RV. Wow, you do all sorts uh, yeah, of different yeah. things. That's great. So, you know, let's let's dive into that ceramic coating because I know I've heard things off and on. And so tell us a little bit more about ceramic coating and really what, what it does. What is it? Yeah. Because I might have some questions here because we, we got something on our, our, our bike and I'm not sure if that's what we got or not. So, so yeah, tell us what, what uh, ceramic coating is. <laughs> is it also different from clear coat? It, it is. It's actually stronger than a clear coat. Um, okay. It goes on your paint. It's applied by hand. It's a liquid polymer um, that's applied by hand, and it chemically bonds with the, the paint. And it's uh, it's basically a, a premium wax alternative. It's uh, stronger than a wax, lasts a lot longer than a wax. It's uh, at least two years, usually typically two plus years, depending on how how well the vehicle's taken care of and things like that, which once I ceramic coat one, I educate people and tell them how they should wash it, dry it and everything in the future to protect that coating and make it last as, as long as possible. Well, that's good. And, and I think the education about how to keep it going to make it long, last longer is a good thing. And as you right. were talking, I'm not going to go off topic. I had something that I did once on my bike and it didn't work out too good. But it's not a wax, right? It's just, it just. It's no. a, he was explaining a, yeah. a bond with the coating right. of the paint. Yeah. So that's an. A so totally once it's right. on, somebody doesn't have to wax. Is that true or not? For, correct. It, it's basically on there for two plus years. Is, the, is their guarantee, and I, I use CarPro as the manufacturer. There are numerous out there. Um, CarPro is the originator. They are in South Korea. They make their own chemicals 
And there's there's numerous out there that uh, are, you know, copycats that have typically put uh, their label on someone else's product. Mm. So, <laughs> so okay. watch out for that out so. there in the marketplace, for <laughs> Very sure. Very interesting. Right. Yeah, and there is so much out there, you just don't know what you're getting. And you right. need to consult a right. professional if you were me. If, if I was going to do it, That's I'd true. consult a professional. Because I'd imagine the customers <laughs> that love their motorcycles and or cars like all of their merchandise to kind of stay in that same perfect original yeah. condition. So, you know, if I'm doing my bike, I'll do my car too. And, you know, you got a customer for life that way. Right. And is, does it Correct. do, is it just the paint or in chrome or is it, ju- is it just paint? It can be applied to anything. Um, plastics, wow. chrome, uh, the, they have actually have a leather ceramic. Okay. Or so. Interesting. Um, glass. Okay. Wow. So you can protect the whole dang tootin machine. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So do you happen happen to have, and this may catch you off guard because I know um, it's just something that I like to do, is do you have a favorite project that you've worked on so far and what made it just kind of stand out to you? Because I imagine you get a lot of different, like you ha- didn't you have a Porsche the other day? Yeah, um, he's in Naples. Um, he brought his Porsche and the Porsche is fairly new and it wasn't that challenging. I love a challenge. His wife's Range Rover, um, they brought it up and it was more of a challenge. I had to do, you know, more paint correction, get scratches out, things like that, and really get it ready uh, before the coating because you don't want this coating over. You don't want to protect scratches, obviously. You want to mm-hmm. get those out first. So. Sure. That um, would make, make a big difference, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, one of my favorite projects I'm working on right now today, it's Burgundy with Ghost Flames. It's a 2000, I think it's an Ultra Glide, and uh, nice. it's uh, quite scratchy just from washing the bike. Like I say, I like to educate people on how to wash and, and dry because uh, you'll get those spiderweb, what I call spiderweb scratches in your vehicle from washing alone. And uh, this ceramic coating helps protect that from happening in the future. But this one's full of them. And I'm, I'm enjoying making my videos today, getting them out as I get them out before and after. So. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy those videos as well. And we'll make sure at the end that the listeners can get to you and they can see some of those videos so that they can see the fantastic work that you do. So so let's get back, to bounce back. Um, and I wish you luck on that big project today. Actually, when you're talking, Thank I'm you. thinking about my motorcycle. <laughs> All the scratches in That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So I'm, I'm probably going to have to look you up. <laughs> we'll do a little ride down there and do yeah. a drop off, maybe. Because mine might be a challenge. <laughs> That's true. And as a matter of right. fact, I think I think this is an important part. I went to the store, to the Harley dealer or something, and I picked up something that that somebody recommended and said, "Hey, it works on everything." And I, this was a few years ago. So I, what I did, I started spraying it on everything. Well, you know the black mm-hmm. casing on the engine, it it sort right. of um, bleached it. Yeah, with little Remember dots. That? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. it bummed it me out big time. I'm sorry, Don, what were you saying? Turned it milky looking, yeah. You got yes. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a man with experience there. <laughs> so, he knows. Yeah, so you, you got questions here. Now I I got Don on speed dial. So so before I put anything on my bike, I'm going to call Don. I, I'd recommend our listeners do the same. <laughs> well, don't bug him all hours of the night and day. Come on. He said he likes a challenge. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's that crazy. Text me. That's easier. There you go. Text yeah, texting. That'll right. work. There you go. Oh, goodness. Uh, so uh, again, go ahead, Deborah. Are you going to say something? Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, not only does it make and the paint... It makes it beautiful again, but what are some of the other benefits that that um, ceramic coating really has for the protectant side of the vehicle and their paint, other than just making it look beautiful? It uh, it'll protect them from the UV rays. Okay. Um, so 
uh, needless to say, car, whatever I do, like this RV I'm doing next Monday, um, it's outside all the time. So protection from the UV rays, it's not going to oxidize anywhere nearly as quick as it would without the protection on it. Uh, even wax, uh, that's why he's doing this. He had heard ceramic coating would uh, keep him from having to wax it uh, twice a year. Um, and it will in an RV, as you can imagine. This is a 31-footer, so wow. that's, a, that's a lot of vehicle to have to wax twice oh, a year. No so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Either he'll do it or pay someone else to do it, because that's a, that's a lot of vehicle, like right. you said. <laughs> so yeah, there's it's got the UV protection. Oh. and. Okay. Say it again because I might have talked over you, Don. Uh, basically, I was saying it's got the UV protection and then it'll it'll be resistant to acidic things like uh, bird droppings, love bugs, just any bugs really. Um, I, I've had it on my bike for three years now and it's riding down from Tennessee to here, things like that. Don't have to spray anything on the bike, just water just washes them off. It's just awesome stuff, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's real important. I think for <laughs> been living in Florida for a while, everybody and everybody's vehicle has a problem with the love bugs. And I know even on right. Deb's car right now, she's not able to get some of them off. Right. I mean, I was out there cleaning right. it the, one day, and you just can't get it off. So that would be a real right. benefit yeah, if somebody was was to get the um, ceramic coat. Correct. Any anything that uh, bird droppings, the bugs, things like that that are acidic, they're they're going to etch into the clear coat, and if they're not removed as quickly as possible, they'll they'll continue to etch. And uh, even with the ceramic, they can. Um, and like I say, that's where I educate people again and let them know: yes, the ceramic protects it better than not being on the vehicle, but it's it still needs to be taken off as soon as you can. So okay, are there any tips that you can give the listeners out there about the love bugs? Did you guys have them in Tennessee? No, no. Okay. Um, I, I never actually knew about love bugs until back when I drove tractor trailer. I'd drive a white tractor trailer down here and go back with a black one. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, people say use, what are those cloths, fabric cloths? Yeah, like a fabric softener sheet. Just right. get it slightly wet, and then that takes you them You all sorts of different all ways. All sorts of so. stuff. It's very interesting. Right. And there again, you're going to see scratches from that. So, <laughs> oh, see, goodness, because it's sort of abrasive. Even though it, even though it doesn't feel abrasive, the little uh, the fibers, uh, fibers, on it, yes, yep. yep, right. And that that is what will remove even ceramic coating. Um, some uh, body shops detailers don't like the ceramic coating because the only thing to remove it is abrasives. You have to, like, say, the car was in an accident, goes to the body shop, that it has to be sanded off. Um, it's just, it's that good of stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. So, so don't take my advice. Do not go out and use that fabric softener. Don't use your fa- fabric don't, dryer sheets. Is. Yeah, don't, don't do use that. it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, but you said for cleaning anything, purposes. Good soap and water and a, a microfiber and uh, patience and, and softly instead of, uh, you know, aggressively. <laughs> oh, that's that's important that for you hard. to tell me. That'd be hard for Chuck. I was just about to say, <laughs> I don't know that he does too much that's not aggressive, but that's just his personality. So those are great maintenance tips. And you mentioned yeah, thanks, something Don. about the warranty. What type of warranty do you offer on anything addition besides the two years that you say it typically lasts? I mean, I'll, like I said, I, it's uh, guaranteed for two plus years, but it, it's also hard to guarantee because you don't know if people are going to listen to your advice as mm-hmm. far as how to wash it, how to dry it, things like that. So, right. you know, I, I, uh, I'll do my best to educate them and let them know how long it will last. Like I say, it's been on my bike for three years. It's just, I just, uh, 
foam can and wash it each time dry i usually I typically air dry it because the less you're touching something the uh less chances of scratching it are ah, another good bit of yeah, advice what there. a thought yeah a lot of people just <laughs> use water and rinse their bikes down and don't apply a lot of things so so what right, you right. know there's a lot of hype and you know we talk, we're actually talking about it right now a little bit of misinformation that's out there what doesn't a ceramic coating do there's some uh, misconceptions because there are some out there that'll claim that there's prevent scratches and oh. you know there's no magic cream or magic potion out there that you can put on paint that will prevent rock chips or scratches it will still scratch that's the reason i say you have to be microfiber be soft be gentle and you know it's, it's just paint so it can scratch mm-hmm. um and there, there again a lot of it's just educating people it it is harder than the clear coat so it does protect it from a good hand wash and dry but there again i use natural sheepskin wash mitts or microfiber and i use i typically use air to dry but if, if air is not available then i use a nice weave microfiber towel okay and there again soft, soft pressure don't try to dig in like chuck <laughs> i love that <laughs> exactly and, and you know there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there and because uh, you know i'll always i you know i consider myself one of those people but also the do-it-yourselfers out there can get themselves in trouble couldn't they if they went ahead and said they just went you know on amazon and bought some uh, ceramic coating and tried to do it themselves yes because like i said earlier you I mean, you're, all they're doing is likely, unless they know how to do paint perfecting, they're they're just uh, protecting those scratches and, and uh, spider web scratches and everything that's on the bike now for the next two years, unless they want to sand that ceramic coating back off. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you've got to have, I would imagine you've got to have some years experience and some certain qualifications to be able to do that kind of thing. Because if you, somebody, they're just going to go out there, put something in the car, and like you said, it's just going to seal in the scratches. Correct. Correct. So. Yeah, the, uh, the the average Joe doesn't like this bike I'm doing now. It's it's actually the second time I've had it. Um, he brought it to me for a dealership put a scratch in his tank, and he brought it to me to get out. Well, the scratches were so deep, I actually had to sand the scratches out. Two thousand grit sandpaper, and he he didn't want to hear that. He said that made him cringe. But mm. once he seen the tank. Now, it was beautiful because I'm trained to know how to get that out of there. So right. <laughs> There you go. That's important, listeners. And, uh, Absolutely right. Did you have the, something uh, else? The, go ahead, Don. The tank, looked so, the tank looked so well that he wanted me to do the entire bike now and ceramic coat it. So that's, that's why it's here now. <laughs> Excellent. That's because mm-hmm. you're doing a great job. Absolutely. Yep, you got, that's how your business goes, right? From referrals, word of mouth? Correct. Yes. Like I say, in 18 years, we did it in Tennessee and we, we grew to where we didn't take any more clients. We were just full. So, Okay. I've got one more question. I hate to interrupt. One more quick question, but we're about running out of time here. Can you apply okay. ceramic on ceramic? I don't even know if you that know what makes I'm saying. any sense. I don't know. Yeah, an example uh, would be like my bike. It's been on there three years, and yes, I am uh, soon to reapply it. Okay. Uh, there's just it has to be there has to be no grease on the vehicle, no oils. Uh, you have to use uh, there's one called an eraser. Some people use alcohol. There's numerous things you can do to take the oils off the paint and off the chrome and everything. And then you yes, you can ceramic over ceramic. Hmm. Okay. Very good. I thought that, that was a little bit of a crazy yeah. question, but now it doesn't sound so crazy <laughs> over know. ceramic. I, sometimes I have silly questions like that. 
<laughs> well, wrapping things up, we want to make sure. Do you, first of all, I get because a curious question I have is, you know, you, you obviously when you, when things get moving and grooving, you're going to have a full plate of business. Are there any other technologies or things that you have an interest in that you haven't yet jumped in and in, as far as an endeavor to add to your you know menu of services that you offer? Um, not not really. Um, when I started the business in Tennessee 18 years ago, I. I uh, I did sunroof customization on cars as well, mm-hmm. but but the detail side of the business really took off better, um, and it, it's actually what I enjoy doing better. I just uh, I love to see people's <laughs> expressions when I'm finished with their vehicle and things like that. So <laughs> I can relate to that. You see a finished product, something that you took took it turned it into something <laughs> beautiful, if you will. Right, and uh, that's a good feeling Correct. to be able to have. And so what you do now is you actually specialize. You're a specialist right. in what you do. So you're specializing in the, right. the ceramic coat and detailing. And, and also, like. I want to give kudos, Correct. you know, because he's living his passion. He's doing, yeah. he's, he's found what works for him and what is just enjoyable in life. And he, it's not work because he's doing what he loves. That's right. Yeah. So but. true. So, you know, love, one of the, go ahead, Don, I'm sorry. Do, do what you love. That's, That's it. Right. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things is we're going to wrap up here, but I want to, a couple of things uh, you've got, you know, this guy is able to make cars invisible. And if you don't believe me in a moment, he's going to hopefully give you a way that you can go out and find out what I'm talking about. And there's something about Don I want you to know. Everything that Don touches looks way better. And that's coming from me. <laughs> I've seen the proof. All right. Anything else we got, Deb, on this end? No, no absolutely. It's, it's been such an education for me to learn a lot, little bit about what it's all about as far as the ceramic coating, because I am not a technical person when it comes to that sort of stuff. But I do love beautiful things, and I am very much about the beauty of our machines, whether it's the, the car you love or the motorcycle you love. So I just want to thank Don for being with us today. But most importantly, those that want to find your services and have their piece of machinery look beautiful, how can they reach you, yeah, Don? Yeah, how can they protect their investment? If they are on Facebook, um, you can find me at West Coast Detail Studio. Uh, message me from there or um, call me or text me at 941 Four four eight nine. Very good. And let's go ahead and repeat it. That's on Facebook at West Coast Detail, Detail Studio. Studio. And that phone number one more time, Don, for our listeners. 941-909-4489. Wonderful. All right, Don, maybe we can get back get you back on the show. Maybe you got some tips later on to share with our listeners. But we want to thank you so much for being us with us today. And we can't wait to look forward to seeing you and Margie on the road. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Tell her when we said hello. Take Bye. care, Don. Have a great one. Likewise. Thank you. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. Where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair? A passion for people? A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry? Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. 
To learn more about our school in Kerr d'Alene, Idaho call 208-930-1276 Again that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.kerdaline.tonaguide.edu I am so freaking excited today. <laughs> we have got a guest that has joined us in the past, but this is an extra special segment. So for those that may not have heard before, we are honored to have Brian Hill here. Now, who in the heck is this dude, Brian Hill? He is an extraordinary, internationally known astrologer. He has so much varied experience with a background as a high-rise construction contractor, um, including he's, he's an author of a wonderful book called, called Ace of Wands, and I know he's in the middle of working on his second novel. He's a columnist. He's done radio, TV, personality. He's, you know, an entrepreneur from the ground up. But what I love the most about what he brings his astrological life to us in the real world is that he has a way of making the complex pretty simple, and we can understand it without any question whatsoever. So I am so excited to bring Brian on board. Brian, are you on the line with us today? Yes, I am, Deb, and boy, do I like who you were talking about. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> wow, who is that dude? Yeah. But you know what you do? You, you. you bring a very practical approach to astrology, and you bring things down to earth that uh, people can understand. It's like, it's like uh, breaking it down real easy, and that's uh, what we're going to do with the show. We're going to have you on as much as we can at the beginning of each and every month, and so that we we can talk about some of the things that are going on and how that you can help people move forward throughout the month. Absolutely. So day-to-day -day life. So well, Brian, take it away. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, what, what I try to do, and it's what you said, Chuck, is be practical. I mean, astrology is a tool and a lot of people don't understand what it is. And I sure didn't understand what it was until somebody introduced me to it and I started to study a little bit. And Deb, you mentioned building. Yeah, I built I don't know how many buildings, but you needed a plan, a blueprint to use them. And it's very practical. That blueprint had to work because if the blueprint was screwed up, so was the building. You know? mm -hmm. And when what astrology is, is sort of like in one, one way we can categorize it is it's a blueprint or a plan for your life. And if it didn't work, if it wasn't practical, I wouldn't have been doing it for 25 years. But I've seen it happen. And what I love, love, love to do <laughs> is take the influences of these planets and the energies and help people with their lives, but make it practical. Uh, people don't really care about astrology. They care about who they are and they care about their life. And I just try to use this tool to help them carve out a life that they really want to live, you know, to be happy with it. And that's that's really what I like. So far, you know, it's kept me going for 25 years. So something must be working and helping people and literally thousands of clients around this country and also have in Europe. I just uh, had two sessions with people in Europe uh, this past week, one in Spain and the other in Austria. Cool. So, um I really want to do is just give you information that you could use. It's practical if you work it. And today we're going to do that. You know, today we're going to look at the month of March. Excellent. And look at the weather report, the astrological weather yes. report. And this is real stuff, guys. If you, if you turn in more and learn a little bit more about astrology, I think these talks 
that we do here will be will help you a whole lot more. And I look at this as a weather report for the month of March. But how do you use it? And if you get confused about planets and all that stuff, don't worry about that. That's just something that I understand. What I really want you to understand is is what I'm telling you, that, that it really works. And today what we're going to talk about, Chuck and Deb, is you know something that you and I have talked about before. You know, we're talking about how to how to plant something, how to plan an idea in your life and let it grow and watch it. Wonderful. So when when I look at the the planets, the big thing that's happening this month is everybody knows their sun sign. I've only met one person that didn't know their sun sign. Um, so you say I am a Sagittarius, Chuck. Yes. Says I am an Aries. Yes. Right? And the sun represents the amness or beingness of what's going on. There's a planet Neptune up there. Uh, and Neptune, all planets rule various associations in our life. And one of the associations that Neptune rules is our imagination. So I want to talk a little bit today what's happening this month, because the sun and Neptune are exactly in the same degree energies in the sign of Pisces. And this is very important. It only happens, you know, very rarely, very rarely. Like it takes Neptune 168 years to orbit the Earth, Mm. orbit the sun, I mean. Uh, So it's important that we use it when we can. So if we look at Neptune's gift to the Earth, it's our imagination. Now, one of the things about the imagination is, is that we've all learned in school or growing up when we're kids, we have this vast, wonderful imagination. And we kept being told by teachers, adults, oh, that's just your imagination. All right. Oh, stop imagining things. Right? <laughs> True. So the, the use and the power and the gift of our imagination gets depleted and we don't use it. We start to have those phrases. Well, imagination is the creative power of the universe, and we all have it with inside of us. If you look around you, look around wherever you are right now, everything that you see was first in somebody's imagination. Mm-hmm. The building you're sitting in, the home you're sitting in, the, the, the whatever you got, your, your iPhones, or however you're paying attention to this, the computer first was in Steve Jobs' imagination before it came. So our imagination is a creative energy, Yes. right? It's a creative energy that first, it always takes place in this. Nothing takes happens without first being in the imagination. Uh, now, what we do with this is we use our imagination a whole lot more than we think we do. And we do it in the form of when we worry. When we're worried about something, we're using our imagination to go out into the future to put energy someplace that we don't want, mm-hmm. right? If we're worried about something, we're imagining things that are, that are you know, we don't want happening. Right. Well, use that same, that same energy. And you know how horrible it feels to worry. Well, can you imagine taking your imagination and foretelling it? Oh, you know what it's like? It's like the coming attractions in the movies. The previews, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and we mm-hmm. sit there and go, oh, we want to see this movie. Yeah. Well, you use our use our imagination to put it in in our own movie to create the own movie that mm-hmm. you want. You know, well, this is what I want my month to look like. There you go. 
You know, that's that's what's going it. on this this month. The mm-hmm. sun, the sun and Neptune, the imagination are getting together. So if we say instead of saying, OK, I'm a Sagittarius or I am an Aries or whatever sign you might be, you can fill in this blank. I am. And for this month, fill in the blank as you want it to fill in there. You know, you can fill it in and put I'm a rocket scientist. <laughs> you know, not too many people want to do that. But, you know, <laughs> I, I am happy. I am whatever you want it to be and feel it. Now, there's two things with the imagination. One, we have, to, we have to imagine it in our mind's eye. We have to see it. The word imagination is image in a nation. Hmm. So we're going to image in new something. So what are we going to image in? So we have to put something in here. So however you choose, it's entirely up to you, you know, what you're choosing to put in this thing. So you have to see that. You have to imagine it in your mind's eye, in your inner eye. And then you have to feel it. There you go. You have to feel it to be real. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have, in other words, that, that I love is it, make believe, right? Well, let's believe it first. Let's make <laughs> it. Let's feel it. We have to have the energy of the feelingness of this. Mm-hmm. And this is very important because probably a lot of us have heard all uh, we we are what we think and change your thoughts and you change your life and that's the beginning of it but what we have to do is change our inner feeling we have to feel what is real a long time ago i have a a daughter and now she's you know she's got kids of her own etc but she was about eight ten years old and i saw a poster and the poster was of a little girl and there was this preacher on tv robert Schuler, who was really a cool guy he had a poster and the poster was of a little girl about eight, 10 years old with long blonde hair, just like my daughter. And the little girl was sitting on a hill looking up towards the top of the hill. And the poster said, the me I see will be the me I'll be. <laughs> There's That's the imagination. Right. The yep. me I see, the me I imagine will be the me that I'll be. Mm-hmm. And my instant thought was that the, the me I feel is the me that's real. Oh, love I love it. that. So, so you, so you need to see it and feel it, mm-hmm. not just see it. You got to feel it. You got to imagine in it. Another word that I love that goes along with this is pretend. It's another word that we learned as kids and young, young people to dis, disavow, pretend. Well, look at the word. Tend means to work at something. You're going to tend your garden or you're going to tend to your chores. Pre means what comes before. So if you're going to work in your garden, you actually pretend what you're going to do. You know, you're going to plant these seeds, right? Or you're going to do this tilling, whatever you're going to do. So when we're pretending something, we're imagining it. We're making believe before it already happens. And this month is is so important because if we're going to plant something, we need good weather, right? We're going to plant. We, we're not going to plant when it's snowing or raining or whatever, and no. this month is the opportune time for you guys out there, for everybody, me too, all right, to, to imagine what we want, to use the power of that planet Neptune with the sun and put it in there. And here's something that's important. What you pretend, what you imagine this month might not necessarily show up this month, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep cultivating the garden. You have to keep imagining it and feeling it. And the reason that it might not show up this month, and it might, I'm not saying it is or it's not, 
but I don't want to dissuade you if, you know, you, you say, well, I want a gazillion bucks or I want a huge house. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going to show up this particular month. Right. Or maybe it will. I'm not taking that away. But there's a term in nature. It's called seed time harvest. We, we don't plant the seeds today and expect to harvest tomorrow. It takes a little bit of time or, or sometimes a great time. Like if we're planting tomatoes, they grow pretty quick. If we're if we're going to plant um, ch- chestnut trees, they take a they take a longer yeah. time to grow. And each time period is dependent upon our own our own work in the garden. You know, if we're imagining it a lot, if we oh and feel it. Here's the the key to the feeling: feel it as if it's already there. Mm-hmm. You know, feel like that proverbial check is in the mail is really in the mail that it's coming and you got it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So those two things, and this, this month, this month more than any time, is a, is a time for you to to plant who you want. There's a, three things in life: is the being, the doing, and the having. And being, doing, having everything in life fits in one of those three things. Okay. And and so often we do it bass backwards. <laughs> right? We know we have to have a having. We focus on the having. And then we try to figure out a doing, meaning a job or something, to get the money for the having. And we forget the being. Mm-hmm. Nobody in school never ever taught about who we are and how we operate. And the being is first. So when we, when we imagine the being, then we get an organic doing from that being, and the having becomes easy, becomes fluid. Uh, I hope that was clear. First, start with who you are. Put in I am, whoever you want to be. You know, whatever you want to be, I, I am. And you can put it in the future. Remember, the imagination is about coming attractions in your life. So there you are is making the coming attractions of your life. And this is who, who you want to see and be. The great astrologically. It's a it's a super time for this, especially this month. Well, it sounds like it's a real exciting time, especially for people who want to go out there and make a difference. I mean, if it's, you know, certain people out there want to make some changes in their lives or whatever, this is a good time to do it, sounds like. Now's the time to begin yeah, with that right? imagination. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I've got a quick question for yeah, you, yeah. Brian. You know, when you're okay. talking about the inner feelings and and that there's a vibration to that, is that correct? Yes. Absolutely. And, and so as as you were talking I'm thinking okay so we have this vibration that we're sort of that we're creating in order to manifest I guess the the things that we want or desire does that vibration because planets have a vibration do they not? Planets do yes. I mean do, do those two mix at all? I mean I'm just I know it's a off the wall question but I was just curious. In your opinion. So state the question. The planets have a vibration? Yeah, so the planets have a vibration, and we're in the place that we want to create something and an outcome, and our feelings and our thoughts, they they exude a vibration. There's a vibration to those as well. So I'm just wondering, are the two connected somehow? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, unequivocally. It's, It's like this. If if we th- if we think of the sun as a planet, which technically it's not, but if you think of the sun as a planet, it sends down its rays to us. So if we want to go to the beach, we want the energetics, the vibrations of the sun to be out to us. We don't want to go to the beach when there's a snowstorm, you know, or when it's raining. So we wait for the good weather to do what we want. If we want to go skiing, you better have snow, right? So the physical world and the me- metaphysical world 
actually the metaphysical world is the precursor to the physical world. So yes, they have a vibration to do that. It's a climate. That's why we. That was why I used the word weather. And I and love that. All the that. planets vibrate. Mm-hmm. And the the sun. Think think of the sun. The sun's rays reach us from over ninety million mm-hmm. miles away. Ninety million. I did. I did at one time. And if we drove a car from here to the sun, right? It was a road from here to the sun, and we drove seventy miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It'd take us two and a half lifetimes <laughs> with consistent driving at seventy miles an hour to get there. That's crazy. Right? It's, it's a long way. Yeah. It is. So the other planets do the same thing. Like if you take Venus, or let, let's take the moon, because everybody has, a, has some feelings, mm-hmm. not everybody, but a lot of people have feelings around the moon. Sure. When, when the moon is full, people feel it emotionally. They're a little wackadoodle. Right. They're a little upset. They're off. The police put more people on the street, more cops on the street. The hospitals have more people on the staff during mm-hmm. the full moon. Now, the moon Time is drives. only like 250,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. But all the planets send down their rays, and we can't see them. Right. We can't see them because they're coming from a gazillion miles away, and the planets aren't as big as the sun. You know, we can fit like a million Earths in the size mm-hmm. of the sun. Mm-hmm. Well, Venus is about the same time size as the Earth. So they're sending down these vibrations. Oh, another way to think of how the planets operate at different radio stations. Yes. You know, if you if you go on a on an old fashioned dialing radio, you know, you're clear. You got a clear tune into a station. But then when we go to another station, we have to go through all those noises, the static and stuff. And then we get clear. That's waves. It's the same thing that the planets are doing. I love that. And in I don't fact, know if that answered your question, but yeah, it was very good. And we're we're getting short on time. We're gonna have to wrap it up here pretty quick. But you know what? I was talking to Deb about this the other day about somehow how I notice, and, and this applies to me as well, is that we go through life. And you were talking about this in a way: is we go through life and we never really notice what's above us. And you know, I always when I have an opportunity to 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 watch something or look at something of beauty or something like the skies, the stars, the moon. That's the kind of thing I love. And I think what happens with life today, we're getting on with life and we don't think about what's above sometimes and what's what's really out there. And I love how you put it that this is a weather forecast. And I love how you hooked it up to the radio station because on an AM radio station, if you have an overcast... <laughs> it's going to be harder for the broadcast to get out, right? Okay, because there's the interference, mm-hmm. and the same is sort of true, like with the planets or the rays or the vibrations yeah. coming through. There's different things that affect different people. And one other thing I'm going to say, and then I'll turn it over for to you, so you can sort of wrap it up, because I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I I know we're going over time, so I apologize, everybody. But there's I heard that there's this model out there of all these planets. It's a physical model that you could basically set on your desk, and you could have like the sun, uh, the solar system. And you can see where all the planets move. You can move these. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't. I want want one if I could find one. So if anybody's got one, (laughs) let me know because I'd love to have that in my house. It's a model of all the planets Uh, in the solar system here. There's this. There's this thing out there. um, It's called Google. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want the physical thing. Google. Wait. Oh. 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 Yeah. It's a physical. Oh. But now go on Amazon. There you go. Yes, that's right. So I'll we got multiple options now. Yeah, because I heard there was one for sale. Somebody somebody told me they saw something like it at a garage sale, and I was like, oh, man, I would love Gotta to have find that. that. Well, I do, Brian. I love the fact that you've um, kind of equated this to a weather forecast because we can all relate to that 
when it comes to life. And I yep. just, I'm grateful that you've joined us today and given us a glimpse into what the month has ahead for everyone. And of course, I want you to be able to share for those that want to get a little bit deeper forecast for the rest of their month, how can they reach out to you to get that? Email me. And my email address is bh, like my initials, Brian Hill, and then the word whale, just like the whale in the sea. It's B-H-W-H-A-L-E at yahoo.com. And I send out an, at what's called an Astro Weekly, Brian's Astro Weekly. And if they want to receive it, you know, just all I have to do is email me, tell me they want to, you know, have the weekly and I'll put them on and they'll get it. They'll get it, you know, every week, every, every Monday morning. So it tells them how to how to deal with your week ahead. Sounds great. And I want to highly encourage our listeners that if you're, if, you, if you've got something going on in your life or you need some help with a direction, uh, you have, maybe have a problem or anything, any questions that you seem like maybe you're stuck and you need a little help, I would encourage you to reach out to Brian because he can, he can help you practically break that down and maybe get over that hump and, and, and get you on your way. Does that sound Absolutely. And we have personally witnessed people taking advantage of that opportunity in their life when they're at a crossroads or in a change, a place of change, and they've been able to connect with Brian and life all of a sudden becomes clear for them. And I think that's what's key. It's not about life in general. It's about how they could get the help and direction they are looking for and need. And that's what Brian's And for. it's worked for us. And that's why we love Brian and stay in touch with Brian. And that's why I want to encourage you to reach out to Brian because I believe that when you have the experience, when you talk to Brian, you'll be a true believer. Anything else you want to say, Brian, before we got to go? I really start to create your own existence if you haven't started already. You know, and I've, I've watched Chuck and, and Deb have, we, we've talked about this before, and you've been through the process where you didn't have your show, you didn't have biker life, you didn't have, you had another life. That's right. And by mm-hmm. doing exactly what we were talking about mm-hmm. doing, now you have a whole different way of expressing yourself. It's wonderful. So I congratulate you. Well, thank you so well, much. Thank you. More, bigger and better things come. All right. Until the next weather report, we cool. are going to sign off with Brian now. And thank you so much for being part of the show, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb. Heard each Wednesday afternoon right here on 1490 AM. WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week.